Wow, so tonight we're going to talk about a movie that's so independent. If you Google it, not much comes up. Dave was scouring for interviews and behind-the-scenes footage to put together his dangerous fact list for this movie. And, you know, we're kicking off like a whole new month of stuff, guys. We're doing this whole thing. It's bad romance month, so we're going to bring really twisted relationships and bad romances and father-son dramas and melodrama and toxic friendships, like, all month. And if you're getting flowers, congratulations. And if you're you're upset with the person giving you flowers, buy a blowtorch and just ignite the flowers on fire. We're with you all month long. It's bad romances. And first up is this movie called The Brass Teapot. And, like, literally, it's extremely indie. Maybe it's not that popular. I don't know. I mean, more people should see it. I mean, I, I kind of got my co-host feel for it before the show, and everybody's kind of raving about it. So when you go on YouTube, there's, like, only, like, two interviews with the cast and crew, and there's, like, you know, not... I mean, there's nothing. <laughs> so so yeah. I'm like, oh, we're going to release this episode. And now I'm worried, like, I'm worried does it fit the bill? You know what I mean? Are people going to tune in and be like, what am I listening to? Teapot? What? What is it made out of brass? All right. What is this movie about? No, it's actually like this. It's like, chance, <laughs> well, okay. Like, I say it's kind of a crazy movie where, you know, like a couple is willing to beat each other up to make uh, a magic teapot, give them cash. And, like, mm-hmm. it's a good premise and it fits the month's theme. I love it. I'm, <laughs> I hate to jump in like that, but I'm just so excited to talk about this movie. I really see, and you thought you weren't going to have a comment to make. You just, there was, see? You see know what happens? Doing this on the fly, man, so let's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'll i save it for when we're ready to share bits, but yeah, no. I'm excited about this one. Dave, anything to say before I hit this 40 seconds of theme? Um, Let people know what we're doing. We're watching the brass teapot and talking about that. Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. Hey, do you think a 40-second theme song is enough time for somebody to actually make a drink? If they already have it arranged, maybe. Like, I'm wondering, is it suggestive enough that they just, like, they crack their can open, you know, I like, could, while they're me, listening? I'll time myself next time okay. that I make well, a drink. Oh, if it's just a can, you. absolutely. But if you're, like, yeah. saying make a cocktail, the can open. Eh, maybe. I mean, that's a real challenge. Hey, audience, we challenge you to run into your kitchen as the theme song plays and see if you could whip together like a screwdriver or something. That'd be cool. There you go. That'd be fun to see. It'd be great to see. Uh, Okay, so tonight's movie is The Brass Teapot, as we said before the opener. Um, What is that movie about? Let's see. A magical antique transforms a couple played by Juno Temple and Michael Angarino from hapless losers into instant winners. Each time they experience pain, the object fills with money. But before we go too deep, we will jump to some home video headlines. I got them written down on cards, so it'll be quick and easy. Uh, did you guys hear that Neil Young is pulling his music from Spotify? Followed by his good pal, Joni Mitchell. Um, if you know Neil Young, you might know songs like Old Man or Rockin' Around the Free World. Joni Mitchell, I don't know, she did a cover of uh, this um, song that I like. Dave, what is the name of the song on that Final Girls movie? Betty Davis Eyes. 
I think there's a Joni oh. Mitchell cover of it somewhere that it. But anyway, she's famous for a song called Help Me and A Case of You, I think, is the other name of her famous song. She was a big 60s, 70s singer song. Yeah, these are both hippie singers, guys. Like, Old Man's pretty good. Old Man is like a... I'll, I'll, I'll reference this song next week, because we have... The movie... Next week's movie is kind of like... I don't want to give any early spoilers, but the song ties in with next week's movie. Uh, but anyway, they're, they're, they're protesting Joe Rogan's opinions about COVID or something like that, right? Now I've said COVID, so now Apple's like... Mark that episode. Right. <laughs> what did John just say? Mark that. Um, uh, but anyway, yeah, so it's about like, I don't know, the difference between opinions and facts on podcasts on the Spotify platform. But I mean, you know, that his shows a certain magnification. So it's like he says while like it was funny. It's like if you listen to two different episodes like a week apart, he'll say completely radically different things than he said the previous week. So. His opinion is constantly changing, but I guess it got under the skin of like Neil Young, and he's like, "Take my music off your off your platform if you're going to have a guy like that on there." And Joni Mitchell's like, "Yeah, I'll back you up." And then Spotify's like, "Oh, we pick Joe Rogan over you, Neil." Bye. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, I mean, I mean, they have a fifty million dollar investment, so you know they're not going to get their money back if they get rid of Joe Rogan. So I don't know. Well, then, did you hear that Neil Young now uh, has a, a full channel on XM Radio because of this, or Sirius XM rather? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like he he got kicked from Spotify or at, rather asked to be removed, and then you know SiriusXM said, "All right, we'll take you on, give you a yeah, channel." Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, he Man live action. It's moved over to Netflix. They've been trying to develop this thing for a long time. So they had an '80s movie with Dolph Lundgren, Masters of the Universe. Which guess what, Jordan? You're gonna get to see this movie this year. <laughs> it's in the. It's in the. It's Somewhere in the summer lineup, yeah. When we if we Let's if we survive till then. Before the show, folks, we were talking about the difference between a real fire versus an emotional fire, which is <laughs> you know may or may not be in tonight's movie. You know, metaphors are reality, but um, if we get to the summertime, we'll, you're going to review that movie with us. Uh, also on Netflix this month is the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Hmm. This is Old Man Leatherface. This is like the character from the original movie. Cutting through all the other sequels and prequels and whatever have sequels, they're all gone. You know, it's one of those, let's just circumvent and go right to the first one and make another sequel. So right? It's like what every horror movie does now, Halloween. Yeah, it's like the, the new thing. I'm gay. Go right back to the original whatever. and, yeah, start fresh. Sort of. It's like ring out the original <laughs> and then make a bunch of other sequels, right? It's like just, yeah, restart the pile. Okay. There was a show that used to be on, like, basic, I, I want to say, like, basic cable when there's like a time period where they, like, they showed you these things all the time and repeat over and over wkrp because it's, this is like our parents show it's like a show our parents right. would have probably seen like when they made the show right because it's like 80s 90s mostly like 70s, 80s 70s, 70s yeah maybe 80s. 70s wkrp in cincinnati the main star who played a guy named a dj named johnny fever that's kind of a cool name too howard hessman he's 81 he passed away but that's a I remember that sitcom being pretty good. I used to watch it like four o'clock in the morning. Like, yeah, they I, they used to do reruns when I was a kid. What's what I'm saying? They call, what's a rerun? <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Like, nothing reruns uh, anymore because there's no. That's like streaming, except you don't get to choose which episode or what time. <laughs> it just comes on. It's like what? Well, actually, cable TV is still like that. They still they still batch the episodes together, right? 
Jordan, come on. In reality TV, I mean, don't, you, I, don't yeah, they make you watch yeah. like 10 at a time? <laughs> Some of them, for sure. Yeah. I mean, or you got to wait like a peasant once a week, too. Like I often oh, do. Oh, she needs so. to see that. I got her to roll her eyes. I don't know what she's, which part she's rolling her eyes at, but she rolled her eyes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what happened? You did not, maybe you didn't recognize that it happened, but it happened. I probably rolled my eyes a lot. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Dave thumbs sexy. up. Yo, you did. You did. Sassy Savage. There we go. That'll be a t-shirt. Sassy Savage. Yeah. Let's do it. I mean, I open. I I literally opened the avenue for you to talk about reality TV and like, and then uh, some of our longtime know. listeners are like, you open They're that can of like, worms. Yeah, they probably don't want to hear me talk about it. But okay, let me some reality TV. Uh oh, I have some good news. Not related to reality television. <laughs> um, in the world of 4K compilations. Happy Death Day 1 and 2 are being put together with a 4K that supposedly has new features. We'll see. I looked 4K at Blu-ray the pack. features I saw were like a new commentary. Which... Commentaries? There's like four new commentaries, David. It's the cast <laughs> I mean, and crew. if you're a commentary person, there you go. Well, you're talking about you don't have enough beef to put together your dangerous lists. In this set, <laughs> I guess you'll be able to put together your fact sheets. Right? Um, some bad news in the world of Blu-rays, though. This is what we were talking about before. Um, we do. We all. This is like a virtual, folks. This thing is like done with one of those online applications to let you stream with your friends. And so we have like a waiting room, and so we're always just like shooting this shit before the show starts, waiting for everybody to gear up. And then like, it's usually somebody will come in like halfway, and one of us will join the conversation. And you kind of wonder like, are they talking about movies? Are they talking about paying rent? Are they talking about being hungover? Like, what are they talking about exactly? Fake and fires versus real fires. <laughs> like you never know what you're walking into in the waiting room, right? Because you can hear them, but you can't join until you're officially joined. You know, whatever technology. Um, we're talking about Cursed, which is a werewolf movie, which Wes Craven made. And Dave, were you with me when he premiered it with the only official time that he ever showed the cut? No, because you, you've so, told me about this fabled screening that I was not at, and I okay, thought so, it was. So it's it was it was shown at the there's a American Film Market or something. Is that AFM? That's the thing. Yeah, yeah AFM. So the American Film Market where they sell all these new movies. So they had us in there, like all the little interns or whatever. We all got to watch this movie. It's the only time anybody's ever seen this Wes Craven movie. And then the studio like hacked it to pieces, re-edited it, put out like a Recast the studio it. version, yeah, recast some of the characters. Like I and heard, it's they like, took out practical effects and swapped them for uh, CGI stuff. Like yeah, that. there was a lot more practical effects. There, there's still some really good werewolf stuff in the movie, but uh, and if you like, if you like uh, Christina Ricci, that's what's cool about this movie. Ooh. Like if you had just seen her, like in the Adams Family stuff, and going back to Jordan's favorite Casper, that's, then that's like my, that's she stuff plays, right there. You know, she, well, she plays one of the main characters, right? And um. That weird Jesse Eisenberg is playing her little brother, and they both get bitten by the werewolf, and so they're all woofing out in the movie. And uh, it's and then you got Joshua Jackson, yeah, and all people Scott Bayo, who's somehow still a TV person in this movie. But of course, since this movie has come out, he's like totally fallen off the radar because he got way too political. But um, he was in the movie as like a fallen, like a TV star that was come making a comeback, and he hits on her at a dinner party. I don't know. That's I remember that. It's, it's a weird, disjointed. I mean, the, the I don't know. I would love to see the original version, but the version that's out is very weird and disjointed. It's 
Very so maybe I'm hyping it up in my memory, right? Like in my memory, it's this amazing thing, and maybe it's really no, because I've 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 flopped. actually seen other people online. Because I mean, you've seen a cut of it, and it's yeah. Not, there's other people that have said, yeah, I've seen that version, and that's like if I wasn't there, I wouldn't believe that it. I wouldn't believe that it existed, but it's it does exist. <laughs> well, I thought they burnt the film or they lost it on purpose. But Dave, you're telling me that you think the editor has it. That's the last I read of uh, some I'm articles just... online is that the editor may have a copy of it. But... Do you know? Do you know if it's a man, woman, or other? Who's the editor? Do you have any idea what the um, person's shoot, name is? I looked it up earlier. I think it was. Is Shia name. LaBeouf? No. <laughs> Does he do any editing? Does he edit his own? It'd be great if like a celebrity was sitting on it. This will never see the light of day. It's like uh, Robert De Niro owns a movie that he'll never let anybody see. I think it's the Frankenstein movie. Oh my goodness! That I don't yeah. know. Well, I know that like. Um... Jerry Lewis has that one, The Day the Clown Cried, which is like a sad uh, Holocaust movie yeah. that he made. Which yeah. actually, he said he allowed it. He had a clause where it can be viewed ten years after his death, and he died a few years ago. So we're getting that much closer <laughs> to seeing this fabled movie. Well, hmm. So yeah, so maybe folks, there's a version of this werewolf movie that somebody's sitting on out there that somebody will get to see one day. I don't know. But as far as the Blu-ray goes, I mean, if they have like a lot of interviews of like behind the scenes stuff of how it went down, that that might be worth it, even if you don't like the the version that's out on it. Yeah, I feel like I'm holding my tongue because I want to talk about other werewolf stuff, but I can't because this episode is not about werewolf movies. Unfortunately, <laughs> people, if there was a TV guide, they'd be like, this is not it. Or they flip in the on the on demand guide on the TV and tells you what's coming on. Like, I thought I was tuning in the brass teapot. This guy's talking about. Cursed with Christine Ricci? What's happening? <laughs> we fooled you guys. You know, we're here to talk about Cursed, a werewolf movie from early 2000s. Uh, it has a really cool death scene in a parking lot. All right, Dave, you can reel us in, reel me in anyway. I'm the one goofing off. Uh, dangerous facts about the brass teapot. All right. Um, so the director, Rama Mosley, came upon the story of this actually just by Googling best short story. Um, and I tried that earlier to see if this works, David. That story did not come up. So, uh, well, well, that was probably you know, like mid-2000s. False fact, okay? False fact, all right? Fake news. <laughs> Fake news, David. Fake news. <laughs> Fake news. Um, so the director, Mosley, actually met with the author of that short story, uh, The Brass Teapot, that this was based on from Tim Macy and decided to turn it into a comic book series uh, before adapting it into a film. Um, they had actually also made a short film of it like five years before this movie came out. Um, wow. That's really director- productive. You make a comic book, you make a short film. You're really getting the teapot out there. <laughs> They're really – they keep drafting it basically. They're just different uh, – drafts i guess mm. uh the director and writer did team up again for a thriller called lost child in 2017 i hadn't even heard of that before today i've i haven't heard about it till you said it just right now i have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about what's that movie about david do you think the title is accurate uh, i'm sure there's going to be a lost child somewhere in there all right um so the teapot is actually one of many movies uh are you know, objects in movies where that corrupt its owners. Other examples of this mm-hmm. include the one ring from Lord of the Rings, the Loki mask from the mask and a 1958 Plymouth fury in Christine. So, you know, Ooh. it's one of the great grand traditions of things that overtake their owners. You know, Christine could fit this month's theme. Actually, if you think about it, 
love between a bad a relationship car. with a car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite bits, Jordan. You're like on the top of the list here. Your name's above David's. Look at that. What? Billy, oh David. God. What happened? You're you're pushing it. You're just out. <laughs> I just figured ladies first. Oh, well, thank you so much. No, I actually really, really liked this movie a lot. Favorite bits, man. I think when this, the, when Alice decides that she needs to like, when she she pivots, right? She's been on her little war path for so long, and when she's sitting down with her sister and decides that it's time, I thought that was so moving, so cute. But honestly, man, I was shocked, like how absolutely effed up they got towards each other. I was just mm. like okay, I feel this. This hits hard. Like, it has just the right amount of, like, you know, uh, it was just good. It was good to watch. And also gave me a little bit of vibes like uh, Swiss Army Man, if you guys have seen that oh, one. Oh, yeah. yeah Daniel yeah, Radcliffe. Yeah, yeah. The hmm. kind of, like, magic quirkiness. Like, it's a little, like, hits too close to home, but it does it in, a, like, this charming sort of way. I really, really liked it. It's definitely a lot less flatulent than uh, Swiss Army. <laughs> to <Wow>. say the least. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's how I feel. It's so good. Um, yeah, I, I really did like this movie. Um, I'd heard about it before, but I don't know. I kind of got lost in my memory of movies I wanted to watch at some point. Um, I'm glad this show brought it up for me to watch it. Um, this is one of the better things I've seen in a while for the okay. show. Um, I've liked, I like a lot of the things we watched, but this just kind of came out of nowhere in a sense. Um, some of my favorite bits, um, the, the two Hasidic, uh, the two Hasidic <laughs> Jewish men that bust in like sh- yeah. Shabbat Shalom bitches. And, you know, like, well, so, so there's families that like track the history of the teapot, like set it up for yeah. the audience, Dave. Like there's families that track the teapot that yeah, think they have it, like generations they think they have to it or whatever. Yeah. They think they yeah, can lay a claim um, to it or whatever. So basically, you know, a sect of uh, Judy, you know, some a group of Hasidic Jews want to find it because it was their family's uh, heirloom and they want mm. it back in the family. Um, another guy is basically on a quest to like get it to send it away and not have anybody be corrupted by it again. So, you know, different sanctions of people hunting them down. Um but the two Hasidic Jews that bust in, like almost like Pulp Fiction style, like yeah. want to bust heads. <laughs> that kind of killed me because it kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, that was their introduction, so I wasn't expecting that at the time. But they're like they're kind of violent, but they're also polite. Yes, give very us, much so. What's the teapot? Hey, there was a lot of teapot. surprises. There was a lot of surprises throughout the movie where I was like, "Oh, damn!" Did not think it was going there, and it right. just always mm. had me laughing. Yeah, but that, that did you guys recognize that? Are, did you uh, recognize one of those dudes? One of the brothers is from, Thomas uh, Middleditch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, playing a bit part. He's a good yeah. improviser. He was also in Final Girls, which we did on the show. Oh yeah. Um, but the, the other favorite bits is like I was I was not expecting the different ways in which you inter the movie interpreted pain or right. the, or for lack of a better you know the teapot. Um, you know, like spoiler alert! Like, oh, damn it, you're pain. gonna still, you're gonna still my damn. Well, then right join now. on, or you know, like, st- you know, because if I'm gonna <laughs> steal yours, um, yeah, it's just, all right. Was... It's all right. Go ahead. But yeah, it does exploit different ways of pain. You know, um, and there's a lot of good montages too. You but, know, what just um, happened. The teapot just filled up for you, like fifty bucks, because you stole my thunder on that one. Oh, did I hurt you? All right, you hurt well. me just a little bit. <laughs> Enough for fifty bucks, David. Oh. I didn't think you were going to touch on this at all, but I guess you did. Well, go. For, so go my for favorite bit is also 
that emotional pain does more damage than physical pain. The realization of that is a cool moment in the film. And uh, I pegged it to the revelation happens at breakfast. They're sitting there at the table and they finally just uh, start unloading on each other. Right. And then it gets really, it's like the turn for the whole movie. Cause the last hour is like so dark compared to the first hour or hour and a half or whatever. Maybe it's not, it feels like an hour, but um, yeah, after that first hour, like I wonder if they had played the dark stuff first. And then, like, then rewound and then sped back up. Like, if they messed around with, like, the order of the story, if more people would be into it from the beginning. Because it starts off really soft and cute. Like, people are like, oh, what's the point? Click, click, change it to something else or move on. But if you'd shown, like, a little bit of the dark stuff. I mean, they kind of did. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, just to show, like, a little bit more of what's under the surface. Like, you know what I mean? Of people's emotional problems right here at the top of the hour. No, uh, I think it's perfect the way it is. I mean, the um, progression, yeah. I mean, if it's not a well-known movie, I think it's just because of how small and independent it is, and not mm. very well promoted. But the movie, uh, as it stands, I think is. I mean, it actually is very well paced. Like it, it kind of pulls you into their plight. It pulls you into their desperation, and you know, you kind of want to root for them right away. Um, and you know, the revelations of you know how this teapot pays you out through pain whether it be emotional physical um psychological <laughs> sometimes mm-hmm. um you know uh i don't know i really love this movie right i well, mean that- the whole the whole movie is about being in a relationship right and so like the progression mm. of pain of course it being harder to obtain and it pays out more money is the fact that it does switch to being more personal and more like mentally effed towards each other. Right. Like that's what the whole movie is about. And it like, is almost so good, but it hurts so bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anybody who's ever had a, a decent relationship, you know, by length or time, what have you, um, you know, knows like you have secrets or thoughts or things you would never say to one right. another for fear of, you don't want to hurt their feelings. And like to know, to to be put in that position, like a as a person delivering that, I wouldn't feel good saying certain things to somebody. Yeah, but also cut over, at them. over time, you know what pushes you know what pushes buttons, right? Well, so that's you know, yeah. the other person. So it's almost I like feel like go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, but there are you hurt the ones you love the most. You know, that's the thing yeah. is that you hurt the ones that you love the most, and like it just makes sense. Well, it's kind of like a band aid. So like you rip off my band aid or whatever, and then I'm like, okay. Then I'm gonna rip off your band-aids, and then it's just like then it's just a then it's just a match of like who can do the most collateral damage in the shortest amount of time, right? And then it's like, oh. But there's degrees uh, though. There's a world of difference between like pushing a button would be something like you're just like your father, whereas like if you want to cut somebody, you're like yeah, you're a loser just like your father. Like there's a difference, <laughs> or you know, like shit like that. They go for the throat with some of the stuff. <laughs> David, yeah, you just they were me my for the kill. <laughs> he was looking right at me when he said that. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if your father's a loser. So I hope actually I couldn't tell because the camera shows us all just looking at each other or ourselves. <laughs> I, I find that it's hard to like. I'm like, oh, I gotta adjust my camera here. I'm at the right angle. Okay. I hate this. I hate like. I wish I could like turn off myself and then I won't notice. Won't pay attention. Um. That's just like insider information, folks, that you didn't need to know. That should be cut out of a podcast, but we'll stay in because, <laughs> Dave, why? Our show has always been what? Uh, Warts and all? Or we don't edit anything, do we? We don't edit anything. We probably should. Who knows? One day it'll be like a Hollywood Reporter article. Yeah. And then Dave said, and then you're blacklit, Dave. It's over. 
Uh, I, oh, so we usually rate these movies binge now, binge later, binge never. But since this is the season of bad romances or love, I mean, I guess we call it heartbreaker season. It's just either literally love it or hate it. There's no in between. Just like in life, either love it or hate it. Like there's no, it's there's complicated. No. <laughs> no, Dave. You know, no. That's that's like, like fair suggestion. Just, yeah, uh, it's complicated. It's like no, you're trying to get the best without having to put a ring on it. You know what I'm saying? You're just trying to like hit it and quit it. That's it's complicated. The status it's complicated really means hit it and quit it. That's what Facebook should have actually just changed the button to hitting and quitting all day. David Rogers. <laughs> I said your I said your real last name. <laughs> Sorry. It's complicated. Right. I think that's a fair, a fair, uh, a fair rating. Not for the movie, mm. but I'm just saying in the context. Yeah. There should be a thruple button, like because also thruples are the modern relationship. So it's just like, oh yeah, in a relationship, thruple. It's just a thruple button. Like, I'm tripled. It'd be like a times three, but like an X three, and then three more profiles. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're like thinking it. about it. So I guess, Jordan, what, I guess what you love it or hate it since we're doing that. I love it. Definitely binge yeah. now. We're not um, doing binge now. I just sorry. said the rules. No. <laughs> <laughs> loved it. I said it even before we did favorite. So did he leaked the goes, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I guess I need to say it again for the rating, but I loved it. Yeah. There sure. you go. Oh, like officially? Yeah, this is my gotta put that statement. official stamp on it. If they ever I mean, release like the ten year anniversary Blu Ray, you know you could put loved it. Binge loved watchers. it. You know what? It's like a it is kind of a special movie, but like it's hard on a rewatch. Like I did this on a rewatch, and like I was not fascinated, but I guess it's because like I already know where the fable is going, right? Uh, like I've already seen the fairy tale. So like, okay, the cast is good though, but it's a love. It, it was a love it when I saw it the first time. And now I just watched it for obligation's sake. But I'm actually, I'm actually uh, surprised that you both loved it. But um, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm warped. Maybe I'm just burned because like you guys are making it sound like fluffy and special, and I'm just like, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> well, you must have really watched it the first time you watched it because you remembered it enough to feature it on the show. So. Hmm. But I do see what you're saying. I think if I watched Swiss Army Man for a second time, it probably would be a little less special for me. Like since I'm comparing the two movies, but yeah, I feel like some stories are told you know. they're told really well. But then, like once you know the magic, like once you see the whole, you take the right. whole ride, then it's like then the magic is kind of ruined, right? So yeah, I could, I could well, that's that. typically like yes. mystery movies or things with plot twists. Like it's good for one time, but right because yeah. the mystery yeah. isn't spoiled, so. A little bit of mystery to this one. I thought it was cute. Um, so I guess if you've never seen it, it's a binge now. What's a binge now, David? Because I'm All on right, a show it. it, so you either love, love it. it or hate it. If it's a game show, you both lose, mm-hmm. and I get all points. Alex okay. Trebek would be so pissed off at it right now. Oh, wow. What is, what is I love it or hate it? Thank you, David. $300. <laughs> um, oh. Someone named AJ commented on the talking pita and said, if you said if you eat breakfast pitas, you'll end up looking like this guy. I assume he's talking about Johnny Spoiler over here, because like I'm in some of their promotional videos. So I don't think he's talking about anybody else. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, man. <laughs> like I, I thought the talking pita was funny. 
Like uh, anyway. Uh, but I'm a whole mountain of love, dude. So AJ, you know, you know, if you can't handle it, you can't handle it, buddy. <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with breakfast, Peters. Uh, staff picks for the week. Did you watch anything besides the brass teapot that was also magical? Was it magical or was it something else, Jordan? Something else. Okay. What did you watch? What did I watch? I feel like I binged a whole... Actually, I watched Clickbait, the Netflix miniseries. Oh, is that about... Uh, is that the one with Adrian Grenier and the, like he's been kidnapped and they're showing the live videos of him? Is that... Yes. Yeah, and they're like going to kill him if they get a certain number of viewers so, yeah, or whatever? like he gets yeah. kidnapped and he puts up these signs that if the video gets to 5 million, then he dies. And then, then he's like, dead. Yeah, so it's this like whole, you know, he's kidnapped. They're trying to solve, you know, who is this kidnapper, yeah. and it just unravels this entire story. Is it any good? I loved it. Yeah, and I like how they set up the episodes. It's like kind of more focused around a, a different, like the evolution of the story is all in chronological order, but each episode is featured a different person that's in the story. Oh. Like the first episode is the sister, and then it's like the wife, the reporter. The, and I thought it was any really good. Uh, any bad or toxic relationships on that show? Uh, yes, Tons. all of them. It would be perfect for the theme of all this right. entire month. Go watch Clickbait. Yeah, yep. It's it was really good. All in one sitting, I did the whole all all the episodes. Oh wow, so, that's must yeah. be a really good show. Yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> pretty useless on the weekends too. So Dave's adding it to his queue right now. <laughs> Looks like lost in thought. Dave, what about you, bruh? Um, let's see. I've watched a few things. Um, I've I finally jumped on the bandwagon of watching Mayor of Easttown. I still have like one episode left to go. Uh, so anybody who hasn't caught up with that. Wait, do you know, Jordan, do you know about this show? No. Oh, oh. This it's is a, it's a crazy it's a mystery like, show. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you know True, True Detective? Like that level dark drama? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like that. It. It's like that. Yeah. Okay. With Kate Winslet as the main detective. Yeah. It's, it's really as a grizzled detective. Stop. It's got David's boy from the American Horror Stories. Uh, oh, Evan Peters. Evan Peters, yeah, who also played an You're X-Man. Literally speaking my language right now. Like, watch watch this. What? Philadelphia accents. Um, I, I've only watched one episode of it so far, but I've watched that, tried out that new show. Uh, God, what is it? The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window or something like that. That's a is it actually a spoof? Yeah. It's a spoof on like lifetime murder it's, shows, right? It's definitely it's I mean it's it's a spoof without being like it's not like an airplane spoof, but it's definitely having fun with the genre. Um hmm. I like the episode I've seen so far, so I'm definitely gonna continue watching that. Um but as far as as far as like what I've really been binging lately, I've finally dipped into the world thanks to a Christmas gift. I've dipped into the world of Karate Kid, and I finally now finally watched the original trilogy. <laughs> of the karate kid and just started cobra kai which i think i'm going to continue on with that john and nick have only been asking me to watch this forever and i finally got around <laughs> to it and you know what? it was worth it you know yeah. i I'm, i can only kick myself for not watching it earlier but uh they're still fun movies i mean i don't i, I have, have a question for that. you dave What's so that? if nick and johnny are like if they've been begging for you to watch it like i want to know what is behind your thought process of waiting like, is there a reason why you like to hold off? Um, I just some movies I just don't get to. 
Okay, not, not so it's like just the list like, is really I'm, long. Yeah, it's not like any reason of I'm consciously holding off on it. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I watched something else instead. <laughs> totally. You know? you I feel like I like... kind of like withhold trying to like binge certain things. Mm. Like, I don't know why I get particular about certain series. Like, I don't know. I like to wait until I kind of come around to the idea on my own. I don't know why that sounds so weird sometimes. Like, hmm. I think it's no, that, that works makes so, me. I mean... Yeah. I still, I still catching up with shows like a few years old, where it's like everybody was talking about a few years ago, but you know, like I'm doing that with search party right now. Like I think all the talk is over on that one, but right. I still like it. What a weird show starts out missing friend and then unravels from there into directions you can't predict. And then it's like apocalypse show. Oh, yeah. See, I'm only halfway through. So, like, if you're saying a pot, like, I just, I just dropped the laziest spoiler apocalypse show. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even define what I'm talking about. I'm just like, uh, uh, I watch it. I'm watching. We're all watching shows. So funny. I got wrapped up in Better Call Saul, which is a prequel to Breaking Bad about the oh. nefarious antihero attorney character played by, uh, I think it's Bob Odenkirk, the comedian. Yeah. Well, comedic actor anyway. But, uh, so this is about him, like, becoming a lawyer and running scams in New Mexico before Breaking Bad starts. But it shows you what happens to his character after Breaking Bad. Like, it, so it's like basically like a, a flash forward and then a flashback in every episode. Hmm. Uh, I'm like on season two. I think there's five seasons and then they, production got shut down on six right now because he actually had like a health crisis and then, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with the show. It's fascinating. I'm surprised you're just now getting to it. That's such a great show. Which one, Saul or, the, Saul. or where it came from? Uh, Both. Yes, yeah, pretty good. Uh, it does include some of the other characters that get killed off in the original show. You see what they're up to. You know their little underground criminal world activities before they also get up uh, on that other show. Uh, I would love to stay here all night and bitch about relationships. But we can't. <laughs> so we'll be back next week with a movie called Kodachrome, which is one of my favorite Netflix originals. And it's actually going to play out uh, a melodrama between a father and son with Ed Harris and Jason Sudeikis. This is the first movie that I think like gave me some that I thought like, oh, Netflix, you have a chance to actually make good movies was with this one. And just like tonight's movie, I think maybe this is like a maybe missed on people's playlists. I don't know if they tuned in for this one. But it's a very small movie, just like this one. Well, like it's on Harris, Netflix, easily accessible. Yeah. So Ed, Ed Harris plays like a famous photographer, and the son is taking him to develop his last raw film, which is made on a special film that's no longer manufactured. And they're going to like the one place in the Midwest or something that can develop the roll of film that he has. Right. But it's, there's a ticking time bomb. Like the, the Photoshop is going to close, the dad's health isn't great. Um, the son is having job problems, and and Dave was like, "Does it fit into relationships?" I was like, "Actually, it does because every relationship in the movie is toxic and broken." <laughs> and, like, and then, like, you know, but they patch it. To, I mean, I don't know. Should I say they patch it together? No, I shouldn't say. Well, that. we'll we'll talk more about it next week. Yeah, we'll have a lot to say next <laughs> week after we watch the movie. <laughs> I'm just excited for this year's shows. I just want to tell everybody everything that we're doing all the time. I love it. Anyway, that's how it works. Um. I don't know which way this month's going to go. Maybe we'll end up crying with chocolate. We'll find out. 
I'm a chick, so most definitely. Cry <laughs> <laughs> uh, with the chocolate. Oh, Jordan, don't get self-conscious, but I was like, you have a show laugh. I was listening to the Planet of the Apes episode, and it's like, it ends on your laugh. And I'm like, oh, that's a show laugh. That's a, that's a, that's a show business laugh. There you go. Oh, well, thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah, maybe one day I'll stop being a little self-conscious on here, trying to get my groove, guys. So, you know, I'm out here. Watching movies, talking about them. We'll be back next <laughs> week. Dave, chime in. See you next uh, week. Come back next Dave. week for Kodakura. <laughs> wow. Netflix first. You make people really want to come back, Dave. His, his eyes just got so big. <laughs> Please, guys, come back. Hey, Dave, in that car movie you were talking about, does the guy have sex with the car? <laughs> What's Christine? Yeah. I was like, I mean, does he? It's been forever since I've seen it. Maybe in that director's cut they won't release. <laughs> <laughs>